Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. You know, without question, one of the most overlooked benefits of having a long-term care insurance plan is the help that you and your family will receive when you are on claim. Most people are viewing extended health care situations simply as a money issue, meaning they don't, you know, they, they know it's expensive, but they don't think about what it takes to manage an ongoing situation. My personal analogy is what happens if you come home from work or you come back from a friend's house and your house is burned down. You know, let's say you have $5 million in the bank and it's going to cost you a million dollars to build your house and refurnish it. Well, where do you start? Do you call your banker? Do you call your financial advisor? Do you call an architect? Do you call the county to get a permit? Um, do, you, do, you, do you start looking for contractors? Where do you start? You've got a lot of things to figure out. Now, let's say that you have insurance and you come home and there's a check on your step for a million dollars and that's it. That's all the insurance company did. Hey, we noticed your house burned down. Here's a check for a million dollars. Well, my point is you still have a lot of problems, right? It doesn't matter if the money comes from your checking account and you're self-insuring or you have insurance. If that's all it was, you would still have a lot of things to figure out. The good news is if you have insurance, you're usually going to have that help. Homeowners insurance are going to help you rebuild your house. They're going to know what to do. Long-term care insurance works the same way. Depending on the company that you are with, you're going to have claim support. You're going to have care coordination. You're going to have case management. You're going to have billing support. And some companies even offer what we call concierge claim support, which is the people that are going to help oversee everything to figure out the complex decision-making that you have to go through and make sure that you and your family can get the support and the care that you need in a timely manner. And so we always look for that when we're talking about designing plans with our clients. And today I want to go over what happens when you file a claim for a long-term care insurance contract. Because ultimately that's when this insurance is important. It's like when you need it. That's how all insurance works. And so this week um, we're going to bring in a, a, a guest, someone that's been with us for since the beginning, Madeline Bulkman. Um, used to be Madeline Lutz. She's since been married, I think, since you've been on the radio. You haven't even been on, have you? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, she's our, she's our case manager and um, really the person that runs through and handles our claims and handles the um, the the back and forth with the insurance companies and everything. And so I brought Madeline in this week because I really just want to kind of dig into how does your plan work and what happens when you file a claim. And Madeline, Welcome to the show. It's been a while. It has, but, uh, you know, been busy filing claims and such. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. We're, no. We're, we're keeping you busy, definitely. So, um, you know, Madeline, let's start with just the basics. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, how do you trigger a long-term care insurance plan? We have this policy. You put your money into it. It's setting in a safety deposit box. How do you actually get money back out of that plan? Yeah, and you go through this nicely, too, in the webinars that we host. You know, you kind of lay that out but we have basically two ways to trigger a policy there's the physical impairment which basically turns out you need help with at least two out of the six activities of daily living the adls yeah exactly and you can google them and they pop up but and so those are bathing dressing eating transferring toileting and continence and those are usually easily triggered together. Usually two of those are, are pretty easy to find together. Yeah, I mean, think about someone that has a stroke. They're going to hit all six, right? Yeah. And, and for people listening, the easy way to remember what an ADL is is just think what you do every day. That's what I always say in my class is like you get out of bed, you go to the bathroom, you take a shower, you get dressed, you make something to eat, and you find a bathroom when you need one. And that's the activities of daily living. And so for the physical impairment, it just says, I need help with any two of those. And you mm-hmm. might hit all six of them from a stroke or, or a horrible accident. Or you might, you know, like my grandmother, it was, it was transferring and dressing, believe it. Dressing is very big for women, arthritis, things like that. Can't mm-hmm. tie your shoes, can't fasten your buttons and things like that. So that's the physical impairment. So what's the other way you trigger it? Cognitive. And this one's a little more difficult to find out you know usually it's a family member that's actually noticing that there's a cognitive issue so um, there's tests and everything that go along with uh, diagnosing a cognitive impairment 
Right. And, and, and I think this, the sad thing about cognitive, and stick around because we're actually going to talk about some of the claims that we've turned on, and one of them is a cognitive impairment. But one of the things like that Madeline is pointing out is that you know physical impairment is, can be pretty obvious. You have a ma- major stroke, you're in the emergency room, you're sitting there in a hospital bed. Cognitive impairment as people age, their, their, their brains shrink. Their world shrinks, but to them, it's fine. It's normal. Yeah, and then the kids are looking at them or their neighbor. They're coming over, and they're like, Mom, you're wearing the same night you know, pajamas or night robe that you had on last week. I mean, have you changed that? And what's, you got nothing but bananas and, and bologna in the refrigerator. So it's things like that on a cognitive impairment that can be very difficult, and a lot of times it is a family member that's going to turn that on. But bottom line is cognitive triggers a policy by itself, mm-hmm. or you need a physical impairment. It means I just need help through the day. I need help with two out of those six activities of daily living. Now let's talk a little bit about the claims process and the information that needs to be gathered for a claim. So let's say that somebody has triggered through the physical impairment. What do they actually have to do? What is the insurance company looking for to get that policy turned on? So we filed with several different insurance companies, and all of them are pretty straightforward. You either call your agent or you call the insurance company, and usually the policy number and the claims number is on the front of the policy. But even if you don't have that information, you can call and give the claimant's or the insurance insured's name, and they'll be able to look you up. Mm-hmm. But So first you call and you initiate the claim. Most likely there will be paperwork you will fill out, and the most important information to have is who is providing the care at that time. Most likely when a claim is filed, you have a caregiver, you have a facility, you have a doctor or physician that is working with the insured to try to figure out what the best plan of care is going to be, and that information is what the insurance company needs to then track down from those people how to get the claim verified. Yeah, let's talk about that for just a quick second here because one of the things I think that surprises people, somehow they think the insurance company is involved in the claim a little bit more than they really are. Kind of like the, well, the insurance company, you know, told me I wrecked my car. So now they're going to determine how much I get paid. It's like, no, you actually have an accident report. And so we think of that as really kind of that plan of care. Yeah. Front, right, we're getting the paperwork from the doctor. You know, you had that major stroke. You've been released. You're at home. Now you're having people in there six hours a day helping you. This is what they're doing. This mm-hmm. is what the doctor wants, this physical therapy. But that plan of care, sometimes the doctor is going to write that, but the doctors aren't always aware of that. No. You know, our doctors aren't really educated on how to fill out the paperwork for long-term care claims. That's just not something that's in their continuing education at this time. Mm -hmm. So the insurance companies all have staff that are very well-versed in educating these doctors on this is the exact wording we need to get this claim filed. And they'll track down. I mean, sometimes it's just a matter they'll just get doctor's notes and go off of that. Yeah, and that's going to vary widely, too, with, with, with the, the carrier that you're at. And that's something we always talk about when we're designing a plan. When you hear me talking about a concierge claim support team, well, those companies will actually call the doctor, and they'll track down the paperwork. They'll yep. get a hold of the nurses, whatever they, t- they need, and they will get what they need. Other companies, the, especially some of the companies that I've never represented, some of the traditional stock-owned companies that are out there that are no longer selling these plans, they will do just the opposite. They will just simply say, you need this, 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 and that. And it's like filling out a, a, a an application to get a student loan at a college. You know, you're yeah. like, oh, my gosh. And so a lot of people don't know where to start on that. But the, the companies we work with today that are still in, you know, offering these plans, we're always looking at that as like, okay, here's the benefit. But here's the other benefits they offer. They've got a really, really meaningful claim support. And Madeline is the one that talks to these people. And some of the cool things, you know, when our clients work with us, obviously, is they can just call us. Yeah, we'll and, be the advocate. Yeah, we'll, exactly. we'll get the ball rolling. No so matter that's it. what the claim side looks like from the insurance company, we'll be your advocate. And any agent really should. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Not always, they, they don't always do that. They don't know enough about it, to be honest with you. A lot of them that, that don't sell enough of these policies to have those claims don't know that. So we know we got to get a plan of care. We, there's going to be some paperwork trail that we're going to track down. And then on the cognitive impairments, are those different than they are in the physical impairments? Absolutely. So like we were saying with the plan of care, generally, you know, your family contacts the insurance company. They have you sign a, a document saying, okay, we're now allowed to go get what information we need. Usually that is a form that says, hey, you know, my grandmother needs help with bathing, dressing three days out of the week, something like that. Mm-hmm. With cognitive, 
now we're looking at tests that need to be performed. And this is also where good insurance companies come into play because they will let the family know you need to get a doctor to perform an MMSE test. And this is just a test that will um, get a good view of what their cognitive function is, and that will help them determine how severe it is. Yeah, the severity and, of the cognitive impairment. Yeah, so it only not only helps with the claim, but it helps with their care as well and finding out what's going to be best for them. So um, we're going to sneak in a real quick break here right now, but stick around. When we come back, I'm going to keep Madeline around for another segment. And we're going to talk a little bit about what, again, some of the insurance companies do and how they helped us out on some of these um, claims that we've had in the last year. So stick around. We'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. The issue of long-term care is so important. A lot of states like Washington are seeking to pass laws requiring payroll deductions to fund it. But the reality is the state's solution is simply a drop in the bucket that will not provide meaningful protection for you or your family. 525 Advisors can provide meaningful coverage through new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into at least $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free. And you get your money back if you never use it, just like the custom plan my wife and I got. Join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors for an upcoming free live webinar. Learn how repositioning some of your savings is a secure way to triple your money today to pay for the high cost of long-term care. Like the state, we agree long-term care is a serious issue, but don't settle for the government's flawed plan. Learn your own options. Attend an upcoming 525 Advisors free live webinar. For the schedule, go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back, and thanks again for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. If you just joined us, we're talking a little bit about the claims process, how it works, um, what some of the companies do, what you actually have to do to get your policy turned on, because as we always say, you know, insurance is only important when you need it. And a lot of the stuff we're talking about, we talk about this claims and how the, the, the process works and how you trigger a policy. And again, all this information is covered in the class that we do every month. We have two of them. And our next class is coming up on the 13th of August. That's going to be a Saturday. That's going to be an 8 a.m. kickoff on West Coast time, Pacific time. It's going to be a 9 a.m. kickoff mountain time. And then on the 18th, that's the following Thursday, that's going to be a 3 o'clock in the afternoon kickoff Pacific time, 4 o'clock in the afternoon mountain time. And they're both they're the same webinar, so you can come to either one of them. The webinars are live. It gives you a chance to interact with us. We're going to go through the information and then get your questions answered. So just a real nice way to kind of get you know a better overview of all the different things we talk about. So today we're talking about the claims. And... I want to spend some time today. We got Madeline uh, Volkman, our case manager, in the house today on the, on the mic, and she's going to just kind of give us a little background. And we've had some very um, just heart-wrenching claims, and I, all, I think myself every day when we run into a claim that we do what we do yeah. because you see how much it saves and how much it protects the family. And we've talked about how, you know, if your house burns down and you just get a check, well, you still got a lot of problems to figure out. Well, long-term care is the same way. 
you know, getting that plan of care, right? That's the, that's the architect, you know, that's the permit, whatever it is. You know, and then finding the contractor to rebuild your house. Well, those are the people actually that, that providing that care. And then having those inspectors and the, the, the case managers, those are the people that are coming in and making sure everything is being done done in, a, in, in the fashion that the doctor wants. And so we get a lot of these claims, and it's amazing how some of the companies work and how they can really solve problems. And I'd like to start out talking about one of our most recent claims, um, Kelly. Kelly was a, a you know, very dear client of ours. She took her policy out, I think, in 2019. Yeah. Do the math here, folks. It's only been a couple of years. <laughs> we didn't think we would be filing claims this yeah, you know, early in a, on. In her 60, and she was diagnosed with, with ALS. So she thought there was uh, some tendon issues or some leg issues, and it turned out, no, it was ALS. So give us a little background on why this claim was so difficult and what the, the company helped you do, Madeline. Well, first off, Kelly lives in a pretty beautiful part of our state here in Washington, but it is remote. So, as with everything, how do you find the right people for support? And especially, she wanted just someone to come into the house. Um, and this is, you know, her private residence. So, she doesn't want just any Joe Blow to come in and, yeah. and see where she lives. So, um, this is one where the, the particular insurance company has a very wonderful, dedicated staff. And the medical director, actually, or the claims director, reached out because she has a brother who also had a ALS. Um, mm-hmm. So she was, this was pretty close to her, her, her heart. And she reached out with um, a few really good agencies that were in the area, very good, and were willing to come out to this remote area. So um, that first and foremost was a lifesaver because we don't even have the claim filed yet. You mm-hmm. know, we hadn't had the claim filed or anything, but they were offering that support right up front. Yeah. Got that in, and then we were able to get the claim filed as soon as she started getting that that nurse coming in, and it was a pretty quick turnaround. You know, it was. Yeah, and think about this: this this is the equivalent. Okay, so so the house is burned down. Now I've got to get the house rebuilt. I've got to find a contractor. You just jump on Google, and what Madeline just said it's it's even more complex than just finding a contractor to rebuild your house. This is you're bringing somebody into your residence, yeah. into your house, and you also have to understand that. This particular situation with Kelly, we've been working with her for years. Her husband is in a care situation right now. Her son is helping him out. It's a cognitive impairment. So imagine all of this that is going on and how confusing and complex this is. And now we're trying to say, okay, Kelly, where do you want to get your care? She really wants to be in her home. She wants to Mm -hmm. spend as much time as she can in her home, which is what most people want to do. And that was something that really brought, you know, that just, again, if without that insurance, if you just have money... Where does that burden fall? Yeah. You know, then exactly. it's back on you and your kids or whatever trying to figure this out. And how do you know that somebody, like you were just saying, when you reached out to the insurance company, that concierge claim support person said, you know what, my brother actually had ALS. I know this is what you need. These are the things you're going to be faced with. These are some of the issues that a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. And you don't know that, right? You don't know the questions to ask because you haven't been there before. So that's what we, when we talk about it, the people with the experience, the people that have been to the rodeo before, they understand. And that right there, and I mean, and again, that just warms my heart that, you know, as tragic as the situation is, that, you know, she's getting the best care that she can get right now from the best quality people in our area. And we know that. And it just makes you feel good. So, again, a wonderful way that that company just steps in and helps us. Another one I'm going to talk about here real quick, um, you know, and I had talked about this, you know, maybe six months or a year ago because this hit in the peak of COVID and this was Lois. Oh, yeah. And, um, that was a cl- complex Oh, my gosh. Case. And so you remember March of 2020, her husband Peter passed away. Uh, we heard about it and then we found out from Lois that she wasn't doing well. He, Peter had been taking care of her. And she had been exposed to COVID. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, what a, what a train wreck that was because she couldn't she, – she got sent back to her house, but yet she couldn't take care of herself. The kids couldn't go in and see her because she's exposed to COVID. The health work care workers couldn't get in and see her. Yeah, this was in the be- very beginning of COVID. The, no home care agencies were prepared with PPE. Um, they weren't willing to put their, you know, employees at risk mm-hmm. to send them in. So um, it was it was a really complex situation because she didn't even know she needed care originally. Yeah. So it was after I was just calling in and checking up on her that I found out she's she needs help. Right. Um, and we were able to actually work with the insurance company and the hospital 
that had a um, nurse already coming out to kind of help her. Uh, she was doing kidney dialysis. Yeah, picture the story. So she's in cancer treatment. She had already had one kidney removed years ago, like decades ago, and then she was it came back. And so here we have this complex health case. We're trying to get you know someone to come in and replace her husband to just help her get through the day with yeah. her activities of daily living. And of course, nobody can do that. Nobody's willing to do that. You reach out to the insurance company. The insurance company says, hey, let me go back to where she's getting her cancer treatments, get somebody to come out and assess the situation. And then that assessment came back that she's not safe in her home. Mm-hmm. So then that opened a whole nother Pandora's box because we can't go stick her in a nursing home. You can't go put her in assisted living. Nobody's willing to take her. And that's when we, you know, the insurance company, I remember you talking with them directly and they're saying, look, we'll, we'll get to work on this. We found a solution. And I believe she ended up in a hospital room, a private room. She, she did. Yeah. With the same place that she was receiving her cancer treatment. So it was a very familiar place. And they actually had like a, a separate wing that they put her in and were able to quarantine her because she um, was one of the first like few cases that had, she was di- diagnosed with COVID. She was testing positive but she was showing absolutely no, no symptoms, symptoms at all which was very lucky yeah so and just think of that if you're on your own i just remember her her daughter just calling us and just being so grateful just in tears just saying i can't believe that you know you guys did this and it's like no this is really your mom and dad did this for you exactly. you know by putting these plans in place and making sure that they were with a good quality company and lois got the care that she needed she was safe she was her her kids didn't have to worry about it and you're sitting there thinking of these poor kids they can't have a funeral for dad they just lost him. Their mom is in this house, and they know she's weak, but they, they, they can talk to her on the phone, but they can't go in there. They're not supposed to go in there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what do you do? And at that point, you know, I think everybody's just willing to say, I'm just going to put a bandana around my head and go in and see my mom. That's what a lot of people probably would have ended up doing. But we were able to get her the care and the support she needed. And it was only two weeks or so before we were able to actually get her back into her house and yeah. have a, a full, fully prepared home care agency come in, which is actually still providing her care today. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. She's got a lifetime benefit. So that's just fantastic. And then I'm going to talk to one more case here. Again, we're talking a little bit about just about how some of these insurance companies really help us out. And here's one we were talking about a cognitive claim. And so we've got a, a client here that has a recent issue. We got a call from her daughter and explaining the situation. We said, well, okay, so here's where you're at. We're somewhat handcuffed because of the HIPAA rules and this and that. We need to find the power of attorney. Mm -hmm. The courts had actually gotten involved at this point. We did find the power of attorney. And then at that point, you were able to call to the insurance company and get this turned on. But prior to that, I think what stood out in my mind was the three or four phone calls we had with the daughter prior to that, who was just saying, I don't know where to turn. I yeah. feel absolutely helpless. She talked to an attorney, she talked to friends. It's what do you do? And so yeah. talk a little bit about that case and how that manifested and what, what it came to. Yeah, cognitives are, uh, as we're learning, you know, we knew from the history being in this business that it wasn't going to be easy, but it definitely uh, came came in as more complicated than we, we knew. And luckily, again, the insurance company was there to kind of guide us, even though, um, you know, we had to wait until we found the power of attorney and a few other documents. They were there to guide us and say, hey, these are the next steps that this person needs to take. Um, whether we have, you know, authorization to file the claim or not, mm-hmm. here's how to get her set up. And even even as much as here's what to say in court in order to get her to release, you know, be released into a certain facility right. that's going to help her get her claim and care started. Yeah, and I think cognitive issues are just so scary to me because, again, what happens, and in this case, the client thought she was fine. Yep. Right? And so then they finally have to get the doctors involved and they have to – to get in the courts involved and then they start getting the assessments done and getting through some assessments they came back and say guess what she's not fine there's quite a bit going on and we see this so many times with, with family members that are saying mom and dad their world is shrinking but realize mom and dad haven't been out of the house in like a month they're just having kids drop off groceries and do stuff and it's mm-hmm. like but they in their world they're fine they're just, they're just, they're getting by so again just be aware what we're talking about today is how those insurance companies help out what we do and i'm telling you folks having long-term care insurance is more than just having money. When these people call us, there's real complex problems. There's decisions that have to be made. And having that team of professionals on the other line that can help guide you, you're still in control of where you're going to be and the care that you're going to receive and, and who's going to provide that. But it's you worth its weight in gold. So we got to take a quick break but for the news, but stick around. When we come back, I got a client of the week, and I'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended healthcare situation. 
Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back, and thanks again for uh, tuning in and joining us this weekend. If you're listening live or if you're listening on the podcast, you can always get our, if you missed the show, you can always get the podcast at 525longtermcare.com. And again, that's where you can sign up for some of these classes um, that we do. Again, the reason why we do the classes, you're, you're, you're never going to hear me say, hey, give us a call for uh, a quote. It, it, that's just not what we do. What we want to do is educate you, number one, what is long-term care? How does it work? What does it pay for? What are your options? And then when we're ready and you're ready, we're going to sit down and we're going to just have that conversation. And we're going to talk about designing a plan and, and, and designing something that fits for you and your family. And again, I think the reason why I wanted to bring Madeline in this week is because the reason why you have long-term care insurance is for when you need it, right? It's like any insurance. You hope you don't need it, but statistically, the odds are stacked against us. We are probably going to need it. You know, 70% of us are going to end up in a long-term care situation. When you look at a married couple, the statistics are overwhelming. I mean, it's 92% chance that at least one person is going to end up in long-term care. And so you have to assume that, you know, or, or I say you can't, I guess you can assume that you're going to be the last person standing that's going to need the care. You could very well be the first person, which is taxing on the other person. So um, that's why we, we talk about how you plan, why you plan. It's more than just the money. It's about having that access to those best companies that are out there that are going to help you and your family in a time of need. And as we say, long-term care insurance does two things really well. And make sure that your care is funded and managed in a time of need. And that's really what you want to worry about. So at the bottom of the hour, if you just joined us, we always do a client of the week. And the client of the week is based on somebody that we helped out and we designed a plan and kind of what the process was, what was important to them and how we ended up coming up with this type of plan. And the point of this is not that one plan is better than the other or you get more money than the other plan. None of that what the idea of the client of the week is just to understand that there are a lot of different options out there. And at the end of the day, they all do the same thing. They provide you a tax-free stream of income to pay for care. And some of these plans, we're going to provide different levels of service depending on what you want, that concierge claim support, for example. So this week, I have Pamela, who is 58. Pamela is single. She has two sons. Both of them are out of college, living on their own. She is still working and plans to work for another five to seven years. She's not real sure, but she's she likes her job, and she's going to keep doing it until she gets you know, closer to what she feels is going to be retirement age. Um, Pamela's concerns are just, her mom just passed away and was living with her sister for the last two years in a long-term care situation. Now, her sister moved into her mom's house to take care of her. And again, half of Americans rely on family members for 100% of their long-term care. That's just statistically, that's what bears out. And if we look at people that rely on their family members for at least part of it, meaning that they maybe have a caregiver come in a few hours a day and then they rely on family for the rest, that's about two-thirds of the people that are receiving long-term care services out there. So this is a classic example. Um, Pamela's mom wanted to stay in her house. She didn't really have... The resources she was, if she went to an assisted living facility or something, they would drain the estate down pretty quick. So her sister agreed to move in and take care of her, and her sister could do that. So they got very lucky. Pamela, you know, would go and spend time on her vacation. She'd give up her vacation time, weekends, and go and try to spend time and help relieve her sister from being that caretaker. It's called respite care, basically. So that's how she kind of pitched in. But because she was working and she was a little further away, she just couldn't be there. She couldn't live full-time with her mom. And Pamela just didn't really want this situation to repeat itself. She's like, look, I got two sons. Neither of them are married. But, you know, hopefully they do get married and they have kids someday. And she's like, you know, I was an older parent when I had these kids. And she goes, I don't want them giving up their lives to have to take care of me if something happens. That's just something that she was very concerned about. She was, um, you know, also really worried about Medicaid. 
So she had a family member that went through Medicaid, and I did too. I, I watched my aunt go through the Medicaid system, and it was brutal. So again, Medicaid is when you spend all your assets down paying for care, and there's nothing else left. You end up on the safety net program, the welfare program. It's, it's Medicaid. That's basically what it is. And I know a lot of people get upset when I call it a welfare program, but that's what it is. It's a safety net program. It's designed. You have to spend all your money down. It's designed for people that don't have any other assets or any other way to pay for care. And the problem is, of course, like with any government program, you know, it's based on the lowest common denominator. They're not going to come into your house and provide you 24-7 care on Medicaid. You're going to, if you don't have family members to provide care for you, you're probably going to end up warehoused in a Medicaid nursing home. And my aunt had two roommates, not one roommate. She had two roommates in her room. There's, they brought an adjustable bed in and laid it against the wall next to the bathroom. So there was actually three beds in that one room. That's Medicaid in a nutshell. Now, here's what we found out about Pamela uh, You know, when we started talking to her. Pamela owned a small house that was paid for. She liked it. She liked her community. She wanted to stay there. She had no debt outside of a car payment that she was going to have paid off in a few years. She had a state job, and she would receive a pension when she was done, when she retired. So that's part of her motivation to continue to work because of the way the pension is structured. She will actually get more money in her pension the longer she works. So she just inherited um, some money from her mom. Not a lot of money, but she did inherit some money when her mom passed away. And this was kind of interesting part of the deal, by the way, too, is that the, you know her, her sister moved into the house. And so part of the deal was the house went to her sister. Pamela was fine with that. Pamela had a house. And Pamela got some of the savings, a little bit of the savings passed on to her. Um, Pamela was in good shape. She did have some arthritis. She had a little bit of joint pain right now, but she wasn't taking any medications for it right now. So she was in good shape there. She was active in her community. And this was why she was really, you know, I like my community. I like my house. I want to stay involved in my neighborhood and live here as long as I can. However, she was completely open to say, look, at some point I retire. And if my kids are living on the other side of the country and they're married and they have kids, she goes, I might very well move and be closer to them. So she wanted to keep that in mind too. What she wanted from a long-term care plan. And the, the long-term care insurance, again, was important to Pamela, but she just wasn't sure how to set up a plan. And so when we had the discussion with her, we were talking about traditional plans and asset-based plans. She thought she was going to have to go with the traditional plan and just do a pay-as-you-go plan, but she didn't like the idea of the ongoing payments. And again, most of the traditional plans, you can do a 10-pay, but those premiums are so expensive that you can just do an asset-based plan. So we don't do a lot of those unless they're C-corporations. But as a general rule, the traditional plans are structured to where you pay until you go on claim. That's great if you go on claim soon. It's horrible if you live to be 100 and you're staying healthy and you still just got to pay that annual premium to keep that policy in force. So she was under the assumption that that's the way she would probably go but she didn't really like the idea of payments in retirement. Um, she did, you know, she did like the idea of, of getting some money back if she could pay into a plan and get some money back. She thought, well, that would be kind of cool too because then my money wouldn't be wasted. Um, and she wanted, you know, a plan that allowed her to age in home and would be portable. So again, almost all of the plans do this. I don't have any plans that are state restricted. Almost all of the plans will, will, um, all the plans will pay in all 50 states. Some will pay for care in Canada. There's even a couple plans out there that will give you some international coverage. So you just have to be very aware of that, that all, not all plans do give international coverage, but all the plans are pretty much going to work in all 50 states. So if she did move somewhere to be closer to her kids and her grandkids in the future, she could take her plan with her. It doesn't matter where she lives today. And she wanted a plan that, you know, basically would just provide a buffer for her. So, again, she was looking at her income. Her house is paid for. She was going to have pension. She would qualify for Social Security. She has a small little retirement account, little nest egg that she's been building up. She's saving money right now. So she thought, I've got this guaranteed stream of income between my pension and Social Security. What I just want to make sure is that I don't burn through my buffer and end up having to sell my house and then end up on Medicaid. Because again, remember, Medicaid will just take your income and they'll make up the difference. That's about the extent of it. But you're a ward of the state and they're dictating where you get your care. So she was saying, well, I, 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 I would like a buffer. And for her, that was somewhere around $3,000 a month of additional income coming out of her long-term care plan. 
and she thought she'd like a coverage for at least, you know, four to five years. Longer if she could get it, but, you know, she's like a, a four to five years. So, again, Pamela wasn't looking for a real robust plan. Her, her, her goal was not necessarily lifetime benefits or super expensive. She was just trying to get something that would moderate or mitigate the, the expenses of a long-term care situation and allow her to use her pension and Social Security and income that she had coming in. So here's what we did for her. After going through the numbers with Pamela, we came up with a couple of options. And she had inherited $82,000 from her mother. So that was just cash setting in savings. She had some other savings, but she was not expecting to get this money. She didn't need it to pay anything off. She thought, well, I could pay my car off, but I have like, you know, next to 0% interest. So I just probably am going to pay that out. And so she was just thinking, yeah, yeah, this is just, it's in savings right now. It's kind of my emergency fund. So I thought, okay, that's one of the assets that she has. So what I looked at is I designed a savings-based plan. That's one of the first things I looked at. I sit there and said, what if I just take this $82,000 and I just deposit it with the insurance company? So just one single deposit. And what that does with that single deposit of $82,000, it will provide Pamela an initial benefit of $246,000. So again, that's three to one leverage. That $82,000 deposit turns into $246,000 of long-term care. Now think about what she just did. Let's say she gets hit by the bus tomorrow and she goes on claim. Well, what is she doing? She's going to pay for her long-term care. It's going to, you know, she's going to pay for a dollar of care. It's going to cost her 33 cents basically because she just tripled her money. And remember, it comes back tax-free. She's going to be able to pull out $3,420 a month for six years. Now think about that. She was thinking, I want somewhere around $3,000 a month of benefit for four to five years. Well, that single lady $2,000 deposit is going to give her six years of coverage at $3,420 a month. However, here's the difference on these savings-based plans. That $82,000, think of it as a glorified savings account. She's going to deposit with the insurance company, and the insurance company is going to say, you know what, we're going to pay you interest. And today that interest rate is 3.75%. So she earns 3.75% on her money, and then the insurance company says, but it's not a savings account, it's a long-term care contract, so we're going to keep some of that interest that we pay you to buy the insurance inside the contract. This is a tax-free event today, folks. And what I mean by that is if you have a, you know, money in a CD and you earn $3,000 of interest and you take that interest out to buy long-term care insurance, you still have to pay tax on the interest that you earn. Not inside one of these savings-based plans. It's all internal and it's a tax-free event. That's what the Pension Protection Act did. So roughly in her case, they're going to keep about 1.2% of that 3.75% she earns. So the net effect for her is that her $82,000 is growing by a little over 2.5% tax deferred. That means that they're not, you know, she's not paying any tax on that interest and just, just compounding and growing. So when we look out at this for her, what's really amazing on this is that we can go out and we can say, okay, that $82,000 in 10 years is now going to be worth $106,000. Her long-term care benefit's going to grow from $240,000 at the end of year 10. It's going to grow up to $319,000, and her monthly benefit is $4,400 a month. So she's got a built-in inflation rider. And the way these programs work is that interest that they're charging her for the insurance, it's locked in at her age. So based on her age, that cost is not going to go up. So when I go out to, let's just take her out to, say, you know, 20 years, now all of a sudden she's got $138,000 of cash value. That's the money that she would get if she canceled the plan. And she's got 414000 of long-term care, and her monthly benefit's $5,762. So again, what's so wonderful about this plan for is it's going to meet her needs. It's going to give it to her. She doesn't have any payments at all. And oh, by the way, she still has access to that money, meaning that she can go out and pull some of that money back. She deposited the 82000 Now, let's say it's grown to $106,000, and if she needs 10000 she can pull $10,000 out of that cash out of that account without canceling her long-term care contract. What it does is it will just reduce her long-term care benefit by $3 for every dollar of cash that she takes out of it. So that's the proportion, right? Three-to-one leverage. 
So we looked at that plan and I thought, wow, that's just really awesome. But then what we did is I said, let's compare that to a traditional pay-as-you-go plan. And let's back this out and let's go with a plan that's going to give you the same benefit with that same inflation. So her long-term care benefit, her monthly benefit is growing by a little over 2.5%. So I can go into a calculator and calculate out a plan that grows at 2.5% that's going to start at that same monthly benefit, which for her is basically she's starting out today at $3,500 a month in, in benefit. Well, that annual premium for her, if she was just setting up a pay-as-you-go plan, she would end up paying $4,130 a year until she went on claim. So in 20 years, she would have put that $80,000 in. Now, a lot of people are going to sit there and say, well, she could just keep the $80,000 and earn interest. It's like, you can, but what do you have to do? You've got to get, you got to net 5% after taxes on that interest because remember, if you earn an interest on that money, if it's in a CD or a money market account or anything to earn that interest, you're paying tax on that interest every year. So she would have to net out 5%, meaning she's got to earn 6 or 7% interest to net that $4,100 to turn around and give to the insurance company. And at the end of those 20 years, guess what? She's got $82,000 of cash value because all she's doing is taking the interest out and giving it to the insurance company to buy insurance. And she has to keep doing that where on the asset-based plan, her money is worth $138,000. Not only did she grow her $82,000, she got the insurance as well. And folks, that's just, don't worry about the numbers. Just wrap your mind around, think about what she did. Instead of locking herself into payments through retirement and the rest of her life, she just took a lump sum. She's earning interest on it. She's going to outperform what she's earning in the bank right now with that money. And oh, by the way, she gets $3 for every dollar that she has. So every dollar of interest that she earns, she gets $3 of tax-free long-term care insurance. That's what makes these programs so work. So as you can imagine, Pamela ended up going with the asset-based plan. She deposited $82,000. She thought that was a gift from her mom. It doesn't change her lifestyle. She's still saving the same amount of money. She feels relieved. She has long-term care insurance. And the nice thing about this plan, again, you know, it gives her a zero-day waiting period for home care. So that means she, you know, gets hit by the bus. She can start receiving her benefits right away. She doesn't have to wait 90 days like you do on a traditional plan. And she gets, you know, access to her money, whatever it is. If she has to cancel the plan, she can get her money back. If she, you know, there's going to be some surrender charge there the first few years. But again, it's just because of the interest rate that she's growing. At year three, if she cancels her plan, she's still going to end up getting $88,000 back. Or I'm sorry, $83,000 back. So she'd still make $1,000 after three years, even with the surrender charge. And she can take 10% out free without any surrender charges at all. So again, I love these plans. The interest rates have improved. They've made them even more viable for a lot more people. And it's just a great, simple way to set up a plan. So, whoo, I got to go hit the oxygen and come up for air. I always get excited on these uh, client of the weeks. But I'm going to take a quick break. Um, When I come back, we're going to talk about a little bit more about some uh, long-term care and how we compare and contrast these different types of programs. So stick around. I'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes. Guarantee the quality of your care and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. I've told you about how my wife and I first started working with Brian Ott and 525 Advisors. Many years ago, a retirement planner said that we were in pretty good shape, except we did not have long-term care coverage. I didn't really even know much about it at the time, but we started doing some research, and we found out the best person in our region, Brian Ott, 525 Advisors. He's also the best in the country, and it's not just me saying that. For the fifth year in a row, Brian has received the award as the top advisor in the country for long-term care plans with lifetime benefits. And Brian says he couldn't do it without my listeners because you get it, and you know how to take care of your family. Long-term care planning is about protecting the people you care about, and the government is not going to do it for you. That's why my wife and I put a plan in place with Brian. If we get lucky and don't need it, our plan will pay our estate back. Get the peace of mind knowing your family's protected. Contact my friends at 525 Advisors and work with the best. 
Find out more at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. All right, thanks for uh, sticking around with us. We're into the last segment this week on the show. And again, you heard some ads. We do have classes coming up the 13th and the 18th. And again, 525longtermcare.com is where you just sign up for that. The class is free. And you know, we put together a really um, good book, um, A Guide to Long-Term Care, that just kind of goes over everything I talk about in the class, plus a lot more. I, I kind of keep the class to about 45 minutes and then answer questions because, I, I, you know, I know there's only so much you can take in. But the book has even more information, more examples. And we give that book out to the people that sign up for the class. So that's one big advantage of coming to a webinar. I want you to interact a little bit with us. You get to see me. You get to see Madeline. You get to, you know, kind of find out a little bit more about the whole process, how everything works, and those classes are free. And again, 525longtermcare.com is where you sign up for those. So I'm going to ask you a question. Is there such a thing as free long-term care insurance? This is kind of a debate that I love to have, especially with financial advisors, because a lot of people just assume that they're going to get this static return, this this you know 10% return in the stock market over the long haul. You always get that. But Dalbar, uh, Harvard Business School, you name it, several universities done study after study, and the net effect for people that invest over time is closer to about 4%. Because you got to remember, oh, there's fees, and there's taxes, and there's all this other stuff. And then there's the stupid things that we do is emotions like getting out at the wrong time or, or, or becoming ill at the wrong time and having to pull money out of your retirement account early or whatever it is. And so net effect is 4%, but you know, you might get 20% one year and you might lose 10% for three years. It's just, you know, it's, it's this up and down roller coaster. But when we're talking about, you know, we're very optimistic that way on, on finances. And when you look at the cost of money, what you have to look at is like, what's the opportunity cost? Well, what people don't understand is the opportunity cost is if I take this money and I buy the car, if I invested that, then you know I could have made X amount of money over here. Well, since I'm not making that money, let's say it's $5,000 of, of, of gain I made, I, that's the opportunity cost, right? I, I got to add that $5,000 in. What people don't understand is there's also a negative opportunity cost, right? We've all done that before. You buy the hot stock and you sit there and, and, and six months later, it's worth 20% less than what you bought it for. Well, guess what? If you would have just left your money in the bank, your $10,000, you'd have $10,000 instead of $8,000. And the problem with care and planning and all these things that people are trying to do when they self-insure is they're forgetting that, you know what? Your your, your long-term care situation doesn't check your finances. You, you know, you don't... You don't uh, go over and make sure that you're positive, you're net-net positive before you get in the car accident or you have the stroke or you get the diagnosis of cancer or Alzheimer's or whatever it is. So when we look at our client of the week, what I want you to kind of understand there is think of what she would have had to do to get that same amount of coverage. She would have had to stroke a check for $4,100 every year, right, instead of giving the $82,000. So this is where the opportunity cost comes in. A lot of the advisors say, well, you invest that $82,000, and da, 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 you make more than enough to pay that 4100 But will you? You know, And even if you do, what's how much more are you going to make? Because her, she's getting the leverage. It's guaranteed. And guess what? Her $82,000 in 20 years is going to grow at $138,000. And interest rates are on the way up. So if interest rates continue to go even higher, that money is going to grow at even a faster clip. 
But let's say that she grows it to $138,000 and then the interest rates go back to zero. Well, guess what? Her $138,000 doesn't go down like the stock market. It's going to stay there. So it's just a stair step up. And that's the way these savings-based plans work. And for her, she was like, I'm basically getting free long-term care insurance is how I look at it. And I'm earning more interest than what I'm getting in the bank right now. And that's the only place you can have you know, safe money without taking risk. To get the guarantee, you've got to have it in a CD or a money market or something like that, a passbook savings account. So just remember that. Open your mind. What we got this for wasn't because we could grow that 82000 into one hundred thirty. No, we got it because we're going to triple that 82000 for long-term care day one. And when she has $100,000 of cash, she'll have $300,000 of long-term care insurance. And when she goes to $150,000 of cash, she'll have $450,000 of long-term care. And if she never needs it, she gets her cash back. So it's just a really good program. So just really be, you know, cognizant when you're thinking about planning and how your finances work. And a lot of people say, oh, I have enough money. But honestly, the way these asset-based plans are worked, if you take especially your safe money, your savings money, your bond money, you can basically get free long-term care insurance because you can reposition that, take it out of one pocket, put it back in the other pocket. You're still going to have all that money if you need it. But guess what? Now you've got $3 for every dollar you put in there, tax-free back for long-term care. So, whew, anyway. Um, but again, sign up for one of our classes. Coming up next month, we got a couple weeks before we're going to jump on there, 525longtermcare.com. Again, 525longtermcare.com. If you have a question for us, there's a tab on there. You can click on our website, send us a question. We'll be glad to take it and listen to it and get back to you. And uh, you've burned another week. I'll get to work, and I'll see you next week. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. The issue of long-term care is so important. A lot of states like Washington are seeking to pass laws requiring payroll deductions to fund it. But the reality is the state's solution is simply a drop in the bucket that will not provide meaningful protection for you or your family. 525 Advisors can provide meaningful coverage through new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into at least $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free. And you get your money back if you never use it, just like the custom plan my wife and I got. Join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors for an upcoming free live webinar. Learn how repositioning some of your savings is a secure way to triple your money today to pay for the high cost of long-term care. Like the state, we agree long-term care is a serious issue, but don't settle for the government's flawed plan. Learn your own options. Attend an upcoming 525 Advisors free live webinar. For the schedule, go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com.